Welcome to Out of the Ordinary, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Christy Purifoy. And I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And this conversation is for the romantics among us, which I think is all of us, if we're being honest. And I'm not talking your stereotypical hearts and flowers here, much more like cakes and candles floating down the river. From candy canes to royal weddings. This was a fun one, Lisa Joe. So get comfy, friends. Here we go. Well, here you find us nearly halfway through our summer series called Seven Party Personalities. If you've missed the first two episodes, you're going to want to go back because episode one in the series was about the artist personality type. Episode two was the extrovert. And episode three has me feeling like I should be wearing like a Victorian tea gown and to be surrounded by flowers and classical music because this party personality (laughs) type we are calling the romantic which I think is perfect for us as writers because I think there is something about even if you look at the definition of what essentially romanticism was, it was a pushback against the Enlightenment. It was leaning into creativity and artistry. And the thing is, you and I, I think, enjoy channeling when we write, but also in, you know, our BritBox series that we watch. Like, we love things from this era and this space of entering into all of those words that are some of our favorites, right? Like enchantment and magic and mystery and romance and lighting and mood and storytelling, the romantic. Mm -hmm. Beauty. And, you know, it's interesting too, that we come from you and I quite different cultures. You grew up in South Africa. I grew up in Texas. And yet maybe because of our reading or maybe because of our personalities, we both shared this affinity for a good old-fashioned romantic tea party. I think you even gave me as a gift once, Lisa Joe. maybe it was after a book came out. You're so good at putting gifts together. And I remember like a, a gift package that included a copy of like Victoria Magazine <laughs> Celebration of Tea Parties or something, which right. of course I still have. Um, so like that right there is what we're talking about. So it's interesting that you and I both share this. So this is like a party personality that may transcend personality types. It may transcend, you know, the culture you grow, grew up in. I mean, a girl who grew up, I grew up drinking iced tea, right? Like we right. never I grew up had drinking hot, tea. hot tea with milk. Yes. But you know yeah. what you and I both have in common that I think is so interesting. And when I think about this personality type, the romantic, this is what I think of. This is my ground level anchor. You and I, weirdly, on opposite sides of the world, both grew up with this children's book. We've talked about it before on the podcast. It is called A Time to Keep, and it's by America's beloved artist and illustrator, Tasha Tudor. And if you have the book, she goes month by month through her grandmother's childhood, illustrating all of these different uh, celebrations that her family would keep during the year. And my favorite in the book is the month of August, because she talks about how when she's telling the story to her granddaughter, she's talking about her granddaughter's mom. So Tasha's daughter, but it's her granddaughter's mother. 
whose birthday was in August, which is when my birthday is. And there is the most romantic, magical watercolor picture of the statement where she says, and the birthday cake came floating down the river. And it Mm -hmm. is magic. There's the dark waters. It's evening. There are all these little flotilla of candles coming down the river and a birthday cake in the midst. And whenever I have planned a tea party for my daughter, usually, Honestly, that is the vision I have in my mind. I've never recreated that. We don't have a river. We're not floating cake. But it's that feeling of somehow you've stepped into something that takes you out of your routine, out of the regular, and now you're having an experience that feels like maybe a little bit in a storybook. Mm-hmm. Just remembering, actually, that I, gr- I did grow up drinking tea occasionally. Well, actually, I don't even know if we had real tea in our cups. We maybe had lemonade. <laughs> I grew up with a special aunt who was always planning fun things for us. And one thing that she loved to do, and we would do it every time she visited when we were kids, is she would we would put together these what we called proper lady tea parties. <laughs> so they were great. a bit of a joke in the sense that like we set up for a proper tea party, but we were jokey about it, right? We like had our little pinkies out. We used to have these, it's so bizarre. We had these toy feather boas. I don't know where they came from. (laughs) The dollar store. (laughs) Like in these crazy colors. (laughs) But we would like put on our mom's high heels and we would like put these feather boas around our neck and we would have a proper, I had two sisters, so we would have a proper lady tea party. And so I guess that, I'm glad I remember that too, because, you know, you and I are all in for the total romanticism (laughs) of a good tea party. (laughs) But if that's not exactly your personality or exactly your bent, you can do it like my Aunt Sissy did, where she hosted hilarious goofball proper lady tea parties. I love it. Well, my (laughs) mom used to do something like that, too. So she didn't host a fancy tea party. And she wasn't super great, I will say, at cooking or meals. But for some reason, she loved Valentine's Day. She just loved it. And she would go all out and we would go to bed and we weren't allowed to like get out of bed and get water in the kitchen or anything. We had to stay in bed because we knew she was setting up and she would have all these paper hearts she had cut out and she would have them like a path leading to the breakfast table and the whole table would be decorated with confetti and pink balloons, pink and red balloons. And she would have this very big elaborate And by elaborate, I simply mean like home-cooked breakfast on a school day, you know, but there would be like heart-shaped cookies and streamers. And it imprinted so deeply on me that I do that with my children now too, so much so that I was surprised this last year when my nearly 17-year-old son said to me, I think I was going to be out of town this past Valentine's, and he said, well, what are we going to do about Valentine's? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, I mean, it's like your thing. You always do it. And I was so touched. I was like, I don't worry. I actually bought all the supplies. I have left instructions with dad. And he's like, well, dad, do it right. Like he had strong (laughs) feelings about it. Because I now also like lay out heart trails along the floor and like have balloons and, you know, fun sugary treats for breakfast. But for me, that is the same kind of thing we're talking about, this this kind of gathering or event or moment that's driven by a personality type that loves the romance of, of the occasion, like what it is so that you are inviting people into something magical today that's completely out of the ordinary. Right, completely out of the ordinary and completely unnecessary. Like yes. no one needs... Unnecessary. 
a tea party. No one, like we're talking about whimsy. We're talking about just because we're talking about making a big deal of something that doesn't have to be a big deal. Like Valentine's Day doesn't have to be a big crazy party. But there is something about tea party that is all about doing like just because like just because why not dip strawberries in chocolate why like for me the the ultimate of that is the tea sandwich yes because because that it like like you're wasting bread because you're cutting (laughs) off all the crust you're fiddling with like tiny little things I, I wish I could remember now which this was not that long ago but I was desperately searching the entire bread aisle in my grocery store because my go-to for many years of tea party hosting was a special brand. I think it's Pepperidge Farm would have this thin slice white bread, which in my ordinary life, I would never purchase. (laughs) Well, I couldn't find it, Lisa Joe, but it's the only thing for a real tea party sandwich because it's a white bread. It's thin sliced um, and they didn't have any more. And I thought, darn it, like where are all the tea party givers? Like what has happened to them? Because that is the kind of bread you don't eat for any other reason because <laughs> it's not very healthy and it's not thick enough to like hold a whole real sandwich together. It's the kind of bread that only works for like smooth, spreadable, like egg salad or like thin, thin slices of cucumber. Like it is completely not your everyday sandwich bread. And I couldn't find it. And so like bring back the tea parties, please. So we can keep things like that stocked. (laughs) It was a very sad sign to me of the decline in our culture of tea party, you know, tea party whimsy, let's say. And I think the thing I love about it is it just takes one person. So one person gets a Mm, bee in their bonnet about wanting to create something whimsical for no reason at all. And so like a great example is is that when ever there's been a royal wedding, I've often heard about people hosting, you know, but it has to be like then at like four in the morning because of the time difference. And I've never done it. But when Harry and Meghan got married, I got it in my head that I was going to do it. And I was I invited all of my friends who had daughters. So like, and these are little girls, like five, six, four, you know, to be at my house at like 4.30 or five in the morning. And I remember messaging them and saying, I know this is insane. It's crazy. Just come. You don't have to be dressed up. Like come in your pajamas. We're going to make it a thing. And it takes one person and then suddenly it's this really delightful snowball. And it's not a snowball of work. It is a snowball of whimsy because suddenly everybody is like, yes, I'm doing cucumber sandwiches. I'm doing chocolate covered strawberries. You know, I'm bringing a different kind of tea. I'll make clotted cream. And it is, I'll never forget, it was pitch dark outside and like lights started rolling up my driveway, like out of the storybook <laughs> and moms and daughters arrived. The girls are like half asleep. Everyone's kind of like, what are we doing here? But... Once you're all gathered and you've got all these treats at a completely unexpected time of day that should not be happening, it was so much fun. We were like eating cucumber sandwiches and chocolate covered strawberries at five in the morning with our daughters. And our kids still talk about that because it was unnecessary and unexpected. And that's what makes it romantic. Hmm. I'm remembering as well, like there are so many ways to do this because so this one is not so appropriate for summer, but it just, I think, illustrates this point of like seizing on something that you don't have to do, but you could make a f- 
really fun tradition. So for a long time, I don't think I did it this last year. My kids are getting older, but for quite a few years, at some point during the Advent season, we would have um, a pretty casual, pretty easy to throw together candy cane tea party. And so what it meant is I would just figure out some school day afternoon in December, um, I would decide it was candy cane tea party. And so then when the kids came home, the table would be set for a tea party. Everyone would have a candy cane. There would be tea. I think maybe, I think I even found a few years in a row, I think Trader Joe's has some like candy cane green tea or something. Anyway, so that may have been involved. And then we have a Christmas book about candy, about the the story behind the candy cane. Actually, I think I have a couple of those. And so we would read a candy cane story and it was just a candy cane themed tea party, but seriously, like super easy to throw together, 15, 20 minutes, right when the kids come home from school. And yet I think in their minds, like it's a thing, it's a tradition, it's a, it's a big deal. And yet it, it isn't. So I think tea parties don't always have to be like the fussiness of complicated tea sandwiches. They could literally just be a candy cane and a cup of tea or, you know, just super basic showing up in your pajamas at five in the morning, like sky, sky is the <laughs> limit. If you're a romantic and a dreamer, right? why not grab a Tasha Tudor book and look for inspiration? One day, Lisa Joe, I'm determined I know. that I will float a cake down. We have this water. promise and it better happen. I would like it if it were on my 50th. Where can we be near a river for oh. cake to float down it? All right. I'm on it. We'll figure it out. I do like how you're pointing out that the romantic doesn't need it to be homemade or perfect or tied to a date on the calendar. One of my other favorite things to do around this is on a random afternoon, often, especially if it's kind of a gloomy day, like the weather hasn't been that great, or I know my kids are tired, or it's been kind of like a crabby week, I will literally just go past the grocery store. I don't even go to a bakery. If I'm in the grocery store, I'll just pick up like some of those very sugary cookies and, you know, maybe some strawberries, maybe just how you can buy those pre-cut apple slices, you know, pre-cut fruit tray, like nothing that requires prep. I bring it home, but I do put out sort of our pretty teacups and make tea. And then I put all those things out on little plates. It's funny how you can take completely ordinary store-bought stuff and then put it on a pretty plate and it looks fancy immediately. And I will just have it set up on the table. And once, um, if you've listened to our series we did on A Day in the Life and you've listened to the night episode, you know my nights are crazy because I'm driving constantly. So what happens is none of my kids get home at the same time. So what I have done sometimes is set it up, an entire like tea celebration station. And then I have little tiny, I bought once upon a time, uh, I think they're like place card. They're little chalk ceramic with chalk on where you can Mm -hmm. write people's Mm -hmm. names. And I will write their names on and then I'll write little signs like help yourself, happy tea party and leave it on the table because I would have kids who often walk up from the bus and they walk up as I'm leaving to go pick up another child. So I wave to them, but I don't tell them. And I leave and then they get to have the surprise of arriving home and there is a tea party set up in their honor. And that is like my favorite kind of romantic moment. That is so fun. Um, Here's another tip for our listeners. I am a big, big believer in buying and using daily old china from the thrift store. So if you go into, I promise you, if you go into 
any thrift store. Um, I have a Goodwill close by. You will find the shelves littered with bits and pieces of china. I mean, everyone these days is getting rid of grandmother's full set of wedding china because we don't live and entertain in such formal ways, typically. And so, for instance, when John and I completed the Black Barn on our property and we were preparing to host our live podcast and your um, book release party, I knew that I you know, was going to have a large group coming and we were going to serve food. And I just scoured the thrift shops and the Facebook marketplace and things like that for just a couple of weeks and with no trouble at all and very, very little cost, assembled enough china to serve like 60 people. I know, it's <laughs> wild. When you go into the barn and see all of that china, you th- your first thought is like, holy cow, like Christy really invested. But when you, yeah, when you no. hear the backstory, it makes it even better. I think it's so fun that this is like, it's storied china is how I would right. describe it. <laughs> Right. And because, you know, you found it secondhand and you spent pennies, like you don't have to fuss about, do I put it in the dishwasher? Does this need polishing? Can I use it? You can use it every day. Right. Um, because because why not? It's actually less expensive than any kind of full set of dishes you might buy at a Target or something like that. So maybe, maybe, like we're talking about tea parties as this sort of once in a while, once upon a time kind of romanticism, but... I don't know. I would be an advocate for like tea party elements that get woven into our everyday, our ordinary days. And maybe eating off of China is one of those. I know um, in a way my family does this because a couple of years ago, as happens in in families, like, you know how socks disappear, but like spoons also disappear. (laughs) Like they just, they they go away. And so we (laughs) got to a point where whatever basic flatware set I had bought at some point, probably from Ikea, um, just didn't have enough. You always have the knives, you have the forks, but it did not have enough spoons to feed my family. And um, rather than, and even going back to Ikea and like investing in more, like even that was more than I wanted to spend. So I just kept my eye on the local um, garage sale group on Facebook for like flatware, silverware, something like that. And there was this woman on there who... Every time I checked, she was still selling this huge box set of real silver plate, like not the Ikea stuff, like not sterling silver, you know, not like something that should be in a bank vault, but like real silver plate, like the kind that you have to polish that tarnishes. And she was always selling it for very cheap. And every time I would look at it and think like, well, but that's, that's real silver. I just need some basic flatware, but I could never find any. And finally, I realized at that price, right. <laughs> we should just be eating with real silverware. <laughs> and so I bought it. I, I mean, I want to say I got the whole box set for like 20 bucks or what? something. I mean, because nobody wants it. Nobody wants to polish. Um, but here's the thing. You don't have to polish it if you don't want to. Like, we just right. use it. <laughs> right. I love that. So tea party every day. I love that. Well, I, I think related to that, one of the ideas I've often had too and thrift stores come in handy for this. If you host a tea party, especially for little girls or grown women, a really fun gift to give them at the end of that is their teacup. And if you go to thrift stores, now if you're at like a home goods store, you can actually buy individually wrapped teacups for that purpose, but they're so expensive. They're like $12 each. But if you go to the thrift store, you can get them for like 50 cents. And then it becomes this delightful little favor at the end of the event. Everybody gets to take home a teacup and saucer. 
And so on that note, I remember one of things that's really whimsical, of course, is having like Christmas themed tea service or Valentine's themed, but nobody's going out and buying all of that. You want to get that at a thrift store. And my mother-in-law two years ago said to me, she was planning to give her whole Christmas service to Goodwill. But she mentioned it to me and I was like, (gasps) what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, I want that so bad. And it's got everything. It's like the dishware, the tea service, everything. And so now starting at like after Thanksgiving, we only eat off of all this beautiful Christmas dishware. And it is right there, romance added to like a pizza night because we are eating off of this lovely Christmas service. So I feel like the romantic, we all have it in us. It takes very little to find it. And when the romantic kind of snaps into gear, whether it's a tiny bit or they go all out, they really do bring everybody along and sort of sprinkle fairy dust into completely ordinary experiences. And Mm -hmm. if you do that, you have got to take a picture and tag us on Instagram. You have to tag us in your party moments, especially the romantic one. I am at Lisa Jo Baker. And I'm at Christy Purifoy. You got to tag us so we can see those moments. And I hope as you're listening to the series, you are leaving reviews if you love it, because it would be really fun to help other people define the series. If you share about it on social media, that makes us so happy because we think everybody needs a little dose of the romantic in their ordinary weeks this summer. And here's a little extra challenge for those who are up for it. This summer, take your tea party outside. Yes, you can do it on a picnic blanket. You could set up a little table, lace tablecloth, but tea party outside, ready, set, go. (laughs) Come back next week because we're moving on to party personality type number four, the introvert.